This is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. There's perhaps no more fundamental right in our democracy than the right to vote. The idea that every voter has an equal opportunity to cast a ballot. ADL actively supports this right and has been doing so since the civil rights era of the 1960s. During this time of year when we honor the memory and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., I thought it fitting to lift up ADL's voting rights work, which unfortunately has found renewed purpose in the past few years and especially the past few weeks. My guest is Amy Feynman. She's ADL's civil rights counsel for the Northeast. Welcome, Amy, too, from the front lines. Thanks so much for having me, Scott. So we are not talking about the era when blacks or women or indigenous people could not vote in this country. Today, every citizen has the right to vote. So what are we talking about when we talk about voting rights? Unfortunately, the voter suppression efforts we are seeing today you know, some have described as contemporary versions of the kind of restrictions that were prevalent before the enactment of landmark civil rights laws like the Voting Rights Act that we saw in 1965. And what we are seeing today really is state legislation, state voter suppression efforts that are restricting the right to vote. In 2021 alone, 19 states passed 34 laws restricting voting. Some of the most uh, significant legislation we saw was enacted in states like Texas and Georgia and Florida. And so from ADL's perspective, and Scott, I think you described it perfectly, you know, we truly believe that democracy depends on ensuring that everyone has an equal and fair opportunity to cast a ballot. That is incredibly important today um, in the context of misinformation and disinformation surrounding um, voting and elections um, and in the midst of a global pandemic. And so from ADL's perspective, you know, we're really on the front lines in making sure that at a state and local level, we are pushing back on efforts that would um, make it disproportionately more difficult for certain individuals to cast their ballot. And then at the federal level, there are two critically important pieces of legislation, the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act that ADL is strongly supporting. And of course, you know, both of those bills are um, pending right now in Congress. So why is this such a core issue for ADL? I think it really is directly linked to our mission. Um, Our mission, as you know, is to stop the defamation of the Jewish people and secure justice and fair treatment for all. And in order to, you know, ensure that we have a society in which justice and fair treatment prevails for all, you know, that really depends on ensuring that everyone has an equitable opportunity to make their voice heard. You know, that's a core tenet of our democracy. You know, you mentioned that we're right around the corner from MLK Day. You know, one of the most famous quotes from Martin Martin Luther King Jr. is, so long as I do not firmly and irrevocably possess the right to vote, I do not possess myself. I cannot make up my mind. It is made up for me. I cannot live as a democratic citizen observing the laws I have helped to enact. I can only submit to the edict of others. You know, I think those words really ring true. Um, when we all cannot participate in a democratic government like we have here in, in the U.S., it really, you know, will stifle, stifle um, 
you know, the voices of all across the country from being heard. Um, and so it's really a matter of equity and justice and something that ADL cares deeply about. Tell us the, the types of action that ADL has taken uh, to secure voting rights. We do that work in a number of ways. Um, you know, a lot of the work that I do in my role at ADL is really helping our regional offices to prepare testimony um, regarding some of the voter suppression efforts that we're seeing in states across the country. So, you know, in in recent years and in the wake of Shelby County v. Holder, we've really seen voter suppression efforts in the form of strict voter ID laws, you know, laws requiring voters to show government-issued identification in order to exercise the right to vote. We've seen voter purging efforts, you know, election officials removing voters' registrations for a variety of reasons, but not informing their the voters that their names have been removed from the polls. Um, we've seen new voter registration restrictions, restrictions on early voting. And so from our perspective, you know, it's been very important for us to submit testimony um, in opposition to those types of efforts to explain, you know, the disproportionate impact that those efforts have, particularly on communities of color, um, when it comes to equitable access to the ballot. Um, as I mentioned, you know, at the federal level, we are engaging in a lot of advocacy to support the two bills, Freedom to Vote Act, John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Um, the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act would essentially address the significant harm that came from the Shelby County um, beholder decision. It would create new measures uh, to prevent racial discriminatory anti-voter restrictions. And then the Freedom to Vote Act essentially increases access to the polls by expanding opportunities to vote early or by mail. It provides for automatic voter registration. So that type of uniformity at the federal level we see is very significant. And then another um, really interesting development from ADL's perspective is the fact that we are participating as one of the plaintiffs in a suit that has been filed by the Brennan Center along with pro bono counsel. And it's a lawsuit that actually is challenging Texas's omnibus voter suppression law. Um, it's a law that, among other things, makes it more difficult for voters who have limited English proficiency or disabilities or less formal education to receive assistance with voting. It also, and a deep concern to ADL, takes aim at community and faith-based groups by criminalizing nonpartisan voter turnout activities as vote harvesting and also restricts um, election officials by creating uh, essentially a jail felony for providing mail ballot applications to eligible voters who don't request them. And there are a number of other provisions that are deeply concerning to us. So we see that litigation as absolutely essential as well to pushing back against some of the trends that we're seeing today. This is a midterm year and our country is incredibly polarized. Tell us what you foresee in the coming year in terms of voting rights and uh, and this issue and, and perhaps some of the steps that ADL will be taking. Yep, it's a great question. And, you know, I think we are living through very challenging times. I imagine that from ADL's perspective, we will continue to engage in our civil rights advocacy when it comes to pushing back against voter suppression efforts and making sure that all have an equitable access, their equitable opportunity to cast their ballot. 
I know that um, more broadly at ADL, our Center on Extremism is very closely tracking um, efforts by extremist groups and others to spread misinformation and disinformation and undermine the integrity of our elections. So that work will undoubtedly continue. Um, of course, you know, the litigation that I referenced in Texas is ongoing. And I know that at the federal level, there will be um, important advocacy taking place. I'm not sure, Scott, if you saw, but Dr. King's family has called for um, a no celebration on MLK Day unless really there's meaningful action on voting rights legislation. Um, Earlier today, Martin Luther King Jr.'s eldest son, Martin Luther King III, said MLK Day has always been a day on, not off. When we call for no celebration without legislation, we're not urging Americans not to honor this day. We're asking people to honor Dr. King through action to protect the right to vote. And I think those words will really ring true for ADL in the advocacy that we do in the days, weeks and months ahead in order to preserve the integrity of our democracy. There's another part of ADL also that uh, that gets involved with this. ADL's education team plays a critical role helping the next generation to understand this important right, which must be preserved. And I've asked Ginny Spiegler to join me briefly to talk about some of the resources that she's created as ADL's Director of Curriculum and Training. So uh, welcome, Ginny. Thanks, Scott. It's great to be here. In the few remaining minutes of the show, tell us about the ADL educational resources that exist around the topic of voting rights. Sure. And um, I just want to say, you know, it's so important that we bring these topics and these issues and these conversations to young people because really education is about providing the tools, knowledge and mindset so they can be active citizens and participate in our democracy. And of course, voting is part of that. Um, So we have a number of resources that talk um, and help educators and families talk about these issues that are both historical and about current day issues. So, you know, Martin Luther King Day, we, you know, we have lots of material, but we have um, a special multi-grade unit, which is called Martin Luther King Jr. and Civil Rights Relevancy for Today. So it very much looks at the past and then at the present and what's happening. Um, We have lesson plans on voting rights then and now. We have um, a lesson plan on the Selma to Montgomery March for Voting Rights, which was instrumental in passing the Voting Rights Act. Um, We have some uh, lessons on more current day issues. So um, uh, there's a lesson about whether corporations should speak out on voter suppression laws, which we saw happening in Georgia and in other places. Um, We have a lesson on elections and the youth vote because, you know, it's very important that young people feel like they're part of the process and the whole historical um, issue of of the voting age being um, decreased so younger people could vote um, and how there has been, um, there was a kind of a dive in terms of a decrease in young people voting and now that that's on the upswing um we're also we also have a lesson on how ballot initiatives in a couple of different states expanded voting rights um then we have just some general lessons on elections and we have a special web page which we can share with people um on teaching about elections and voting so it's both elections and voting we have table talks which are our family conversations 
about current events. And and very um, quickly, where can people find all these resources since the, the show most, is coming to an end? Most of them can be found at adl.org backslash teaching dash about dash election. Great. And they even if you go to adl.org forward slash education, you can navigate to it from there. Um, sure. So, Amy and Jenny, thank you for the extraordinary work that you're both doing to preserve voting rights and uh, now and, and in the future. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is fighting hate for good.